millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, we're in the corridor, we should be we honest are. about we're it. We're recording this in the corridor, it's a long story. Um, Frank Skinner joined us in the studio, always good to see him. He had a bit of a revelation about uh, his football supporting son, which you will hear. Mm. Um, we met a very inspirational fellow, didn't we? He yeah, was... Charlie Fogarty, yeah, he's got a, a great story, you'll, you'll uh, hear that. And we had a bit of a chat, covered he some is. ground. We covered quite a lot of ground, really. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. non-sporting stuff. So uh, here it all is. Enjoy. Like I do so many. I missed the start of the game. Which game? Cup final. Oh, okay, right. I was convinced it was 5.15. It's been 5.15 for years, I'm pretty sure. And then it was suddenly at 5 o'clock. So going at 5.15, I've missed 15 minutes. So I only had 10 minutes before. You missed Watford's chance. I did. Imagine if you were a Watford fan. <laughs> it would have been worse, wouldn't it? it I gave up at 4-0. It was just a tedious bore. It was I mean, a hard watch, wasn't it? Oh, it was so unedifying. I mean, City are wonderful. They are, but, you know... It just wasn't a game. It wasn't great for the neutral. It's what the rest of the teams need. Transfer ban, Champions League ban, oil wells to dry up and Pep to become Spanish national team coach. <laughs> Otherwise, I think we're all stuck with it. For Wouldn't hold your breath. No, no. And uh, it was almost as bad as the Eurovision Song Contest, which was really was terrible. I, uh, I, dipped, by, in, you I, see? Oh, I dipped in and out of that. I mm. must say, I was, um, I was, uh, watching, I was watching uh, something else mm. and uh, came to it late on. My, my lad, my youngest boy, him and his mates for years now, have this tradition of all having to <laughs> draw lots of like the Grand National and make it sport. They all have to draw a country That's out. That's good. They all have to draw a country out and then uh, go around there and yeah, support yeah. that country and bring food or drink from that country. But he drew Azerbaijan. Oh, no. Which, you know, you try and find Azerbaijani beer in your local supermarket. <laughs> so he, he knocked up something. That he, you know, they put a lot of work into it. Uh, probably more work than Azerbaijan singer. But I did feel for our lad, didn't you? I oh, mean, yeah. Especially when it in time the for a boycott? Vote. I mean, that's, that's well, you know. They're just, we're never going to win now. You know, so yeah. that's the way it is. I don't but... know about you. I've just watched it and just watching it. Um, just something I picked up on. Tell me if I'm right mm. or wrong. It's a bit camp, isn't it? <laughs> have you do? Have you just? Yeah, I, I just. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it didn't it's escape kind of my notice. Just you know, Graham Norton's fantastic. No, it was. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, but the uh, uh, the winner good. for Holland, Duncan Lawrence. Yeah, I'm sure he used to play for Swindon. He was a striker. <laughs> Footballer's name, isn't it? Duncan Lawrence. It's a good name, yeah. yeah, yeah. The um, Also, um, yeah, there's a lot of faux reggae in there. There was a couple of uh, Madonna's new song. Yeah, we don't need any more faux reggae, please. And the one who won it last year, her song as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. really, leave it to... She wasn't great, Madonna. Leave reggae to people who know what they're doing. 
You know, that's, that's all I'm saying. If I can make one plea today on this <laughs> national sports radio station, leave reggae to people know what they're doing. Can I doing. just say, I know you can't vote for the British entry. Thank you very much for telling us over and over again. Ryland, there was... Um, uh, Ryland was seen he was He was our representative, was wasn't so he? so camp. Ryland re- came across really butched. Yeah, me? yeah. It was, it was amazing. Uh, I loved um, Chris Addison, uh, uh, occasional visitor of the studio, comedian, and now mm. film director, of course. The director of Veep, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and uh, the new film, uh, Hustle, isn't it, with Rebel Wilson? Mm. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, um, he said that Ryland looked like he was made of all the bits from spare boy bands <laughs> that had just been put together to create. Which, uh, yeah, he still, still, for me, he looks like Jimmy Hill. He does look Wanna like Jimmy Want to be the first £100 a week Eurovision entrant. <laughs> he certainly yeah. is. Anyway, we'll move on. Sure, there was enough sport to talk about. There was. And uh, we're going to talk mm. to the guy who's doing this, but uh, Roy the Rovers has... Uh, Suddenly got a sister that we never knew he had. I love it when they do that. Joy. Joy. Is Joy the so, Rovers. You're so right. She should be called Joy. But it's not a name that people use anymore, no, is it? it's not really. But um, <laughs> uh, it's... Um, yeah, we're going to sp- speak tomorrow to the, the to man who's put it together. There mm. is a, a a female Roy the Rovers. I think it's his younger sister. Roy's younger sister, isn't it? Or not? Am I making that up? I think it is his younger sister. Yeah, OK. Well, we'll, we'll, it we'll tell you. could be his older sister, but, you know. We'll t- it's unlikely. <laughs> I mean, Roy's got to be about 70 now, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, but... Can't have an older sister uh, playing He's never football. really grown up, though, Roy. No, that's true. Well, it's because he's fine. in a comic. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's true. Anything else? That seems to be a no, conversation. No, Stop, well, Randy. Very, just... very good point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Andre Gray says he's unlikely to watch <clears> the <throat> final again. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> he's not the wait. only one. Yeah. Well, nobody would, especially from Watford. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good to see Wayne Rooney. He's, uh, I don't think he did compare himself to the Beatles. <laughs> he said he's declared he wants to make as big an impression on America as the Beatles. Yeah. And uh, the headline was Love Me Rue, which I thought, you know, it's pretty good. And they, they, they didn't explain it, which I was glad they didn't. They didn't call the Beatles the Love Me Do Singers. Yeah. So there you go. Do you but, think he uh, really said it seriously? I don't think he did. Well, he, he said, compa- hopefully, the quote here, hopefully I can leave an impact like they did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unlikely to be as big as them, I'd no, say. No, I wouldn't think, think like that. Really you know, I, I think maybe he's been taken out of context a little bit there. And uh, do you remember we met cyclist Richard Thode, who uh, is a... We, we didn't meet him. We spoke to him on the phone. There's a big he difference. Came in. No, he didn't come in. That's why yeah. we do Don't Ask Me. And I was on the phone. When I look at the producer. He certainly came in. No, he never came in. No, no. You're oh, imagining yeah. it. No, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What do he look dr- like? Then? I must have dreamt. <laughs> do you tell us in your mind's eye what he looks like. A bit like John Thode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> does it? Does it, no. I, I dreamt it, I think. Anyway, okay, yeah. Him and mm. another bloke. You have some great dreams in your month old pajamas, don't you? Sitting there fetid. Yeah. Alan fitted, and we'll we'll uh, cyclist Richard Thode, the penny farthing man, will ride a penny farthing between uh, Lands End and John O'Groats. Yeah, he came in. Don't you remember? Yeah, no, I know that. And I'm just no, he didn't. Of... He was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Oh, I'm keeping you going. I'll aren't be I? gone soon. Don't keep, worry about I'm it. Keep, I'll be <laughs> gone. Miss me when I'm gone. I'll miss you when you. I say I'll miss you when you've gone, Dad. I will. You're driving me mad <laughs> at the said, moment, Dad. Don't send me a message on Instagram saying, <clears throat> "Please don't retire, Andy." I was thinking. Well, I hadn't planned on it. <laughs> Have you heard anything? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't from me, was it? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm the one who's been sending the hate mail. <laughs> and it, and the, the other man, James Williams, is uh, going to... Uh, who's he? Jog. Uh, he's a runner. He's an oh, yeah. amateur runner. He's going to jog from, again, from Land's End to John It's always that route, isn't it? Can't somebody come up with another well, route? Why don't they go the other way? Sure, I've sent it John. Surely it's what, down, John, John downhill. Yeah. John O'Groats, <clears throat> it's uphill, isn't it, Land's I'm End I'm not sure that's true. The country's not on a slum. <laughs> it looks uphill, isn't it? 
because people go up north, don't they? And up in Scotland. <laughs> well, I think it's geographically <laughs> kind of north, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, up no, on. I'd, I'd it's run north. the other way. It would feel downhill. <laughs> up north. It's like the whole country's on a sort of gradient. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the air. I went to uh, John O'Groats a little while ago, and the, you know, the air was the same. It wasn't thinner. <laughs> I see. It wasn't okay. at altitude. It was all right. Was it nice? Yes, cracking. Yes, brilliant. Mm, I've never uh, been. Oh, boy, you've got to go up. I've been to Land's Inn, but I've, I've never yeah. done the other. Okay, well, do you on either on a penny farthing <laughs> or run it. Oh, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, I've got news from the World Knitting Championships wow. in Finland next month. Yeah, Finland quite... this year, was it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, it's next month. It's coming up. And uh, the big news is that the German team have dropped Michael Stitch. Oh, for goodness Come sake. Uh, is, is it actually happening or you crochet, made Crochet, crochet. Sorry, I'll give you a bit more knitting. <laughs> is it? Football you got other things that might happen at the, at the Knitting World <laughs> no, Cup? that's as far as I got. I'll leave it for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, what else have we it, got? It's here? a real event, though. You've not just made it up. Oh, no, of course not. Okay. What, just, what would be the point of that, even by my standard? Do you want fishing news? Yes, please. A World War II bomb caught in a fishing net off the coast of the Isle of Wight has been detonated by the <laughs> Royal Navy. 2,000 <laughs> uh, pound, seven foot long device. <laughs> yeah. um, if you are looking to catch a World War II bomb, they quite like luncheon meat off a pole. <laughs> luncheon meat on the pole, that's, generally. That's very good. Uh, for World War II bombs, if you're looking to catch that's, one. That's good yeah. news. Uh, what else have we got here? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh, yes. Former world champion, snooker champion, Terry Griffiths. Yeah. Uh, congratulated Mick Lucas on his 102nd birthday. He's still playing snooker. I was thinking he only needs to live another 45 years for a 147 <laughs> maximum. <laughs> that, would, that would be fantastic if he got the 147 <laughs> maximum. Don't know what his cumanship would be like then, though, do you? Probably not. This is an interesting one, though. Um, this woman in Mill Hill in London yeah. uh, ordered three Waitrose salmon. Uh, and uh, basically she got charged £4,600. They thought she was ordering 3000 Right. Blimey. Blimey, she must really like salmon. Oh, she loves one. salmon. <laughs> Put them in the freezer. I mean, catering you couldn't order. Th- I mean, 3000 salmon, whole salmon, would cater it for a lot of people. Well, it, well I mean, have you thought about that? Would you, <laughs> I'd say you could introduce loaves and get a bit biblical 30, with us? 30000 I'd say. Um, what else have I got for you? Oh, yeah, but going back to uh, mm. Karamoka Dembele, we were chatting to Bill Leckie about him earlier on the Celtic debutant. Mm. Um, in an effort to sort of talk him up, Neil Lennon, I think, got his words wrong because he said he's he, he gets the crowds uh, off their feet. That means they've sat down, doesn't it? <laughs> Surely he gets them on their feet or out of their chairs. I mean, one or the other. That's true. He's the sort. I mean, I've watched plenty of players over the years at Tottenham that have got me off my feet, <laughs> yeah, exactly. sitting down with my arms folded silently, no, shaking my head. It's true. But uh, I think, yeah, you know what he meant anyway. Uh, Spring King Usain Bolt hopes to start an electronic uh, scooter revolution. You know, these uh, sort of scooter things that at the moment are treated... Jim White's got one, hasn't he? Has he? Jim's got a little electric scooter. He rides around the office on it now and again. <laughs> really? Have you yeah. seen him? Oh, yeah, I've seen him at Sky doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. had it here before. Has he? Yeah, oh, and he yeah. ploughed in one of the, lift, uh, the uh, desks here. That's Usain right. wants them to change the rules because at the moment they're treated like a car, so you have to have passed your test and all this sort of thing. Jim's not taking a test, has he? What are you well, talking about? I don't think he drives it on the road, does he? He only drives it around the office. You haven't got to take a test. You don't have to take a, a test to ride a moped, do you? They're not even as fast as Usain, are they? I reckon Usain's faster than an electric scooter. Give him a race. Okay. We'll leave. Do you want to hear about now? I've got some news. Oh, yeah. Do you want to know? I know you like the Sturmy Arches, I love the Sturmy um, Arches. with the guys yeah. uh, every Sunday. So I missed it yesterday. I was a bit disappointed. I, I okay. So we're, we're going to play a little bit now. They're investigating the. This is the kind of on the, the warm up with, um, with Max and Barry. Uh, they've got their own sort of soap. 
the Sturmey Arches, you haven't heard it. Mm. And uh, they're investigating the disappearance of Bradley Wiggins, and there was something of a cliffhanger involving yeah. Justin Morehouse. Because it's all about TalkSport, all the characters. We've oh, all yeah. been in it and everything, so yeah. So here we are. Hello, who are you? Uh, hello. We're looking for Eamon Call Me Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Motson. Do they live here? Yes, I'm Justin Morehouse Keeper. I'm a little nutty, but I keep the house in order for Eamon. I mean, Sherlock Holmes. Do you like my apron? It's a lovely apron. Does Dr. Motson live here too? No, he just turns up and looks confused while Eamon, I mean, Sherlock Holmes, he goes around doing his thing. Are they good? Because we got a real mystery on our hands. They're the best in the village, but they're not in today. Can you come back next week? Sure. See you then. <laughs> Did Justin go into another room where he recorded it? <laughs> the different levels. The levels all over the place, weren't they? Like, uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. It's part of the joy. It's a very much a homemade feel to the oh, whole yeah, thing. Oh, it's, yeah, it's very much, yeah. The, uh, the, the production Motti, values Motti are. will be joining us shortly. He'll be in next week's Dr. Motson will be on <laughs> next Sunday on the warm-up from 10am. Uh, so you don't want to be missing that. Uh, Andy, have you got a T20 birthday I spread? Have, I've got to try and Pele guess the age available? of someone. Yes. Although after the drop-in Michael Stitch gag... <laughs> I was a bit I reluctant to, to do it. Worse. Yeah. OK, it's worse. I think, I think you'll find it's worse. OK. Uh, it's a very happy birthday to the Olympic gold medal rower from 2016, mm. Matt Langridge. And, uh, no, funny enough, I was in charge of his security at one point. Yeah. I had to mind my Langridge. I'll bet you... I bet you did. Frank Muir. I prefer that to the <laughs> yeah, dropping right. Michael Stitch. Well, I don't know. It does work on a knitting-based level. It does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're judging them. Um, <laughs> you should have, like, a set of marks you can give me. Actually, no, you don't. You how many years, that. roughly, are you giving me on this one? How many oh, years? I think you'll get this one. Five. Thirty-four. Fantastic. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Fantastic. I mean, it's really just an excuse for Andy to do his gag, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. I say gag. No gag. One final one for me from this little section. Yeah. Uh, and this is to do with this habit of that people um, have taken to attacking candidates in various elections with milkshakes. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. Uh, yes, I've seen one or two examples of it. Yeah. So there's a report about one yesterday, and it said, uh, we're pelted with eggs and a suspected milkshake. Yeah. What's a suspected milkshake? Well, you know, I, I don't want to give that too much <laughs> thought, really. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, a yeah. suspected milkshake. Uh, Jeff Peters has, uh, has been in touch. The Is Knitting uh, World Championships have been hosted by the former motor racing uh, cha- driver, uh, Tiff Needle. Thank you very Nadell much. And crochet given. We didn't ask for these, Jeff. Don't encourage him, please. Uh, don't encourage him. Fair enough. So it's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs. I never got to the fugu fish. I'll save that for tomorrow. Oh, and you've got time very quickly. Oh, no, give no, us no. That? It's, it's too good. I don't want to throw it away. Okay, really. Okay, oh, yeah. fair enough. It's quite involved. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Joining us, mate, and welcome return to the studio, Frank Skinner. Good to see you, Frank. Good to see you. Yeah. It's good that you're complaining about ticket prices <laughs> yeah, from yeah. the off. <laughs> I think this is where we left you last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you? Because um, we haven't had a chance to meet. You've just walked in. No, I've literally yeah. walked in. We haven't. We don't have to pretend that we haven't been speaking before because <laughs> no. we haven't. No. I'm sorry to walk in on you. I'm right? sorry. Right. No, 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 quite delighted. It yeah. was a bit. It was like walking into a doctor's waiting room. <laughs> Everyone looked up tentatively. Before we get into the tour and all the things you're up to, I want to ask you about something that you did recently in your radio show. Was it a ten-hour show that you did, or something like that? Yeah, we, we, it was our. 10th anniversary of the show and so to celebrate 10 years we did 10 hours and it was um, <laughs> was you it? know what it was a breeze was it <laughs> I really enjoyed it I didn't really get tired wow. at all it's great I mean you know Doctor Radio and all that but no it, it was it, so I ended up I did um, we do a thing called Rock and Roll Football which is like a comedy football show and I thought I quite like this comedy football. Oh, yes, that's got a future. I yeah, think. yeah. I might, I might look into this. Just to put those two worlds together and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, I can't believe no one has thought of this yeah. before. Yeah. Going to live on TV. But it was quite enjoyable to be doing jokes about football in, yeah. in a relaxed atmosphere. Do you, do you miss that? Uh, yes. Mm. Um, I, I basically like talking about football, <laughs> but in in a sort of fairly intense. I, when people come. And talk to me about football who are interested in football but who think that that's what I want and mm. they don't really know anything about it. I find that painful. But people are talking at the top end, yeah, I could do that for hours. You know, there's a story about Bill Shankly when he he, he went to he decided he, was, he needed to go to the cinema because football had taken over his whole life. So he went with his mate. And they watched 10 minutes of a film and Bill Shankly leaned across and said, shall we go to a pub and talk about football? <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Because that's mm. the thing. I was imagine a lot of people do come up to you and they think that you want to have a kind of funny chat about football. Whereas yeah. you are quite, when we talked football in the past, you are quite intense about it. You're happy to have a very serious conversation. Well, I mean, I've been particularly serious about football this week yeah. after the playoff mm. uh, semi-final. And people do think I want to do bants about the fact that um, West Bromwich Albion is um, basically facing a year zero. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and no, I don't think it's a comical thing. Of course, I, you know, I'm happy to discuss it. But, um, you know, we lost the semi-final and um, I got up the next morning and four players had sent their goodbye tweets to the fans. Yeah, really? I mean, it really was like meltdown time. But, you know, year zeros can be good. They, uh, I see Gale's not gonna. They're not gonna sign Gale now. No, no, he 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 was one of the first to say goodbye. Yeah, they can't afford his way. They said he's on Premier League money. Apparently, that's that's good to know that we're not offering that though. Yeah, (laughs) well, it is. It was a blow that we that he missed the second leg. It was. Well, I think if you're going to have two legs, it's good to try and do complete one of them with eleven men. 
Mm. Yeah. So it was a blow, but you know, I'm I'm not in it for the glory. Is is your lad Buzz? Is he is he a West Brom fan? Have you got him into it? No. He's one of yours, isn't he? Oh, good lad. Really? Yeah. He's, uh, I try. I took him to West Brom. I bought him the kit. I did the whole thing. And uh, I'm afraid it's the Harry Kane factor. Really? So, no. So, I've I've took him to Tottenham a few times as wow. well. I mean, he's properly... It's his birthday this week. And the cake has got a Harry Kane Corinthian figure. It's got the old black chicken on it, you know. The badge. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> got, thank you for calling it out this time of day. Yeah. No, he said to me. <laughs> yeah. He said, um, <laughs> yeah. oh, "I'd like a t-shirt with the black chicken on." And I thought, "What's he talking about?" That was how he described the Tottenham badge. <laughs> so now I've come to think of them as that. Yeah. So it's purely Harry Kane that's got him into. Well, it was the World Cup, and if having supported England in the World Cup, but before that, he had no interest in football. And then if you can't support England, support Tottenham because you're going to get a lot of the main, you know, the spine of the team. Yeah. So he loves Delhi and Trippier and all those. Have guys. you been to the new stadium? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is great, Frank. I know. No, no it isn't. <laughs> it isn't <laughs> great. But you know what? I, I always said I wouldn't make him support West Brom. I tried everything. I mean, what was great is when we were hammering teams in the championship mm. and you were in the um, the group stages of the Champions League and you were losing a lot. Yeah. And I used to show him these games back to back. <laughs> but I think he spotted the skill difference, <laughs> which I didn't expect. But no, he's, he's fully fledged now. And I've always said my whole life that you should support your local team. Mm. You know, and it's a half hour drive away, so it's it's combat and bitten me. It's good for me because mm. Tottenham are not the sort of team that a kid when he was looking around for a club to support would have supported but nowadays, five, six years ago. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So that's quite kind of it, as a Tottenham fan, that's nice to hear. Well, they had a, they had a, a football birthday party yesterday mm. and um, there was three Arsenal shirts uh, three um, Spurs shirts, two Real Madrids, a Barcelona, and a full Argentina kit. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's an odd one. Yeah, I mean, I, but I'd rather he was supporting Tottenham than like Man United or Liverpool. Someone because yeah. if you're going to support someone a long way away, support West Brom. Mm. But of course, it's hard to sell West Brom at the moment. They're not on the they're not on the match attacks cards. Yeah, they're not a match of the day. So it's it's our own fault. Would you have been that forgiving had it been Wolves if he thought that I like the colour of the kit? No, I wouldn't have been that forgiving. <laughs> no, <laughs> In fact, the first that. time I took him to a Tottenham game. I took him to Tottenham Wolves because I thought this way we're both happy at the end. Yeah. And Wolves won 3-1. Yeah, won at Wembley. He yeah. burst into tears <laughs> at the end and I was, I was not far off. Wow. So what are we going to talk about the tour in a minute, but um, just finally on this, uh, in this fantastic run we had in the World Cup, he would have seen you and Dave on the telly a lot, uh, three lines. Yeah. So what, what did he make of that? Oh, Dad's on the telly. Well, the problem with that is we would be on public transport together. Mm. And yes, I use public transport, yeah. mainly because I got an over 60s travel car for nothing. <laughs> uh, but he would be singing the song, full-blooded, sitting next to me. And I really did think like it was the worst kind of indoctrination. It's like the Russian gymnast training. So that was... He also said to me, when I, when I I one of my attempts at getting him to support West Brom, he said, well... What about Tottenham can be my premiership team? Mm. And I thought, 
Out. Yeah. <laughs> That's very long like you're term. Not, you're not coming back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it might was be an amazing sum for you and that. And, and the, what about the fact that Croatia used it? They used the, the football's coming home thing as a kind so, of motivation. So they yeah, I know. But, um, it's you know, it's always been a bit like that. Teams, I think, try, like Germany, if you remember, they, they sort of took it in 96 and sang it on the balcony for their yeah. celebration. But this summer, because we hadn't even re-released it, we'd done nothing. We we just forgot about it, mm. and then it was completely taken up by the people, if you like, on on uh, social media and stuff. It was that was truly, I think, bigger than the first time round. because yeah. we just didn't. Ex- we were as shocked as everybody else, and and the the joy of getting. I had a parcel arrive from the Guinness Book of Records with two framed certificates. One that said first song to be at number one four times, and the other one said the the biggest ever drop from number one, which was <laughs> a very significant ninety six places wow. in one well, week. After we went out, really? Yeah. It's like those Dwight Gal Albion shirts in the club shop at the exactly. moment, isn't it? Really, that's exactly. the trouble. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what Dwight Gale's image rights are worth. What any idea? Wow. Don't know. I don't, I don't, well, we can ask. I don't know. We'll try and get an answer by 3.30. <laughs> Frank Skinner's with us in the studio. Frank's on tour. We're going to talk about uh, the tour. He's going to be up in the Edinburgh Festival as well. We'll tell you more about that and chat more uh, very, very shortly. We're here with Green King. And don't forget, you can watch Liverpool take on Tottenham in the Champions League final. Maybe uh, you can take Buzz along I'd, to watch I'd, the game. He has mentioned it about yeah. 58 times. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Frank's going to with us in the studio. Um, he is uh, touring, and uh, we'll be chatting about that very quickly. Just one final thing on on your lad Buzz and Spurs. You showed us a couple of pictures there, Frank, and uh, he get, he met the gaffer, didn't he? He did. He met Potch. Yeah. Well, I tell you what happened. I was standing in a room uh, talking to um, Cliff Jones. I yeah, think. Oh, yeah. He's incredible, isn't he? Like and I love Benjamin Button. Yeah, he's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um. They offered him Strictly Come Dancing. They thought no one had noticed the difference. <laughs> but anyway, um, Boz suddenly had gone. You know in that moment when you lose your child? Yeah. And I thought, where is he? And I looked up, he's talking to Pochettino. And oh, this was in like one of the hospitalities where they're obviously they're quite protective of yeah, the play. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this could go. If Pochettino is off with him, that, that, that'll break his heart. Yeah. So I went over very anxious. And fair play to him. He was so lovely. Mm. He spoke to him. He signed his program. Had a photo with him, and he was—I mean, not not nothing to do with me. Just being nice to a little kid. Yeah. I, I when I went over, Buzz was saying, "I think you're the greatest manager of all time." Well, <laughs> and Pochettino kissed him on the head, <laughs> like um, like Blanc and Bartes all those years ago. But I went I went to tuck him in that night when he was asleep, and I saw someone sticking out under his pillow and he'd put the signed program under his pillow oh just like, wow you know, sweet. it means so much to a kid of that he's seven you know yeah and meeting pochettino was and and he absolutely delivered so full respect to him for that because whenever i've seen him on telly he's been screaming at people you know well i'm just saying to you in the break it may be a fleeting sort of thing with tottenham he'll come around and start going to west brom with you but it sounds like he's pro he's properly into it i know it's Saying it's upsetting, but he's supporting a local team. I do. If we suddenly started doing well, what we need really is to Tottenham to go into a terrible decline. Okay, well, you never Mm. know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if Poch leaves, that's it. I'm half expecting it. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I he's, he's completely irreplaceable. Uh, the, the amount of the glee with which you... Well, if, well it could happen. Well, it could. The, the joy, Andy, in well, your of course, voice. that's what... Sh- it's very interesting, this, yeah. about Schadenbrook. I was having a chat with a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, on Saturday night, and he said to me... He's a big Spurs fan. Yeah. Matthew, you know him. He's a massive yeah. Spurs fan. He said to me, oh, he said, I'll be, I'll be pleased if Arsenal win the thing, then we'll all be in the Champions League. I said, really? Are you mad? No. <laughs> you know, I, said, no. I said, you don't get it. I said, it's Schadenfreude. He said, well, don't you want them to do well? Said, of course I don't want them to do well. <laughs> no. I couldn't believe that, you know, this is a bloke that's been, you know, regularly going to football for 50 years. I couldn't yeah, believe that he strange, had that attitude. Well, someone said to me, you must admit Wolves have been brilliant. I said, no, I mustn't admit <laughs> that. Why must I admit that? <laughs> no, exactly. What about when we left that Wolves game? We was in, like, the underground mm. car park under mm. Wembley. This was, like, 15 minutes after the end of the match. And we... Nuno Espirito Santo just went walking through the underground car and I thought, surely he's doing post-match interview. Yeah. It looked like there was a homeless bloke living under Wembley <laughs> and it turned out to be him. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, let's move on to the tour. Yes. Um, when, when were you last out on tour? It's been a few years. It's been about four or five years, yeah. yeah. And what's the... Pre- is it you kind of wanting to? You feel I've got a show, I want to kind of get this out of my system? Is that well, I was doing a lot of improvised uh, stand-up mm. when I was just doing... I think called the one uh, man we know show where I'd just go on stage and do it. Yeah. And I just got the urge to start writing it again and, you know, show the working out a bit. Mm. And so it just happened from that. But I, I must say, I'm loving it I'm, more than I remembered. It's like I've had a strange second wind on okay. it. But I'm, I've been having the best time. Doing it, you I don't know about it, the audience. I never asked. But you them. do work it hard. <laughs> you hone and hone. You do work when you're tour. You make mm. sure it's in good shape. Yeah, I'm well, not sure I want, comedians. I, do. You know, you know, people. Yeah, I've seen, um, you know, quite big comics doing sort of what I would call um, sort of co-pilot um, mm. tours when they're just, you know, going through the motions, and I hate them for it. <laughs> um, I really want to give them the best thing I, I can give them, and. Uh, it's it's great, and I I feel really proud to say you know I'm a stand up comic, and you never feel it's not noble to say I'm a panel show host, <laughs> although it's a great job. It has no romance about it yeah. really at all. It's a very different business, isn't it, from when you started out? I mean, completely. Certainly, yeah, yeah. I mean, this electricity is re- revolutionising. <laughs> <laughs> not having to shout at the audience. Well, there was a bit. Ba- I would With say, I'd say comedians making a living out of comedy on our circuit. Mm. I mean, this is not counting like the mainstream clubs and that, but on the so-called alternative circuit, I'd say when I started, there was about thirty-five of us, and now I think there's over five hundred um, doing that. Mm. So, if you get on now, you're either very good or very lucky. Okay. Did you think of a career? Because you kind of there is this people that people say there's this kind of career path. People think I'll go out and do some stuff, and then I'll get a bit of telly, and telly will get me bigger rooms. And I mean, was that is that always been the? the I mean, when you well, first no, started because off, when I started, the the big TV comics were Little and Large and Ross Abbott and stuff like sure, that. Yeah. So that so the, our circuit was like a sort of it was a sort of underground world. Mm. So I didn't think there'd be fame and fortune with you. I just thought it'd be a brilliant job. And then those guys got sort of replaced by um, all the big, you know, mainstream. Yeah. But by the big alternative stars. So now I think people coming into it now have a proper career plan of thinking, yeah, I'll do two years on the circuit and then I'll, you know, then I'll do Mock the Week and all that and then I'll get my own show. Yeah. 
But I just wanted to be a comedian. Um, what about the fact of the new, or is it new, the political correctness? The, the situation that we're living in now makes it harder. I know stand-up is different, isn't it? You can still, it's probably the one place that you can still say what you want. I don't unless people know report that, it. I don't know if that's true. I'm quite a fan of political correctness, I must admit. I mean, the truth is, I speak to people at parties and stuff, I, celebrities or whoever, and you talk about various, you know, big scandals that's in the press and that at the moment, and everyone offers their opinion about it. And you're saying things, they all say, well, I wouldn't say this in public, but blah, blah, blah. Mm. But they're not saying racist and sexist things. They're saying slightly nuanced, interesting, questioning mm. things, which ought to be out in the public forum. Yeah. But they aren't. And I think that's a pity that you've lost that. But I, it's not a pity that you've lost all the darkness that has that has gone with it i think generally it's a, it's definitely a cause for good isn't it we'd all agree that so the fact about the fact that there is that kind of nuanced stuff and you say there's a different take on, on an interesting point does that you feel that might limit you when you're on stage i think people will forgive the elderly a certain amount of uh, political incorrectness <laughs> because they don't know any better yeah <laughs> so I, yeah they cut me a bit of slack i don't really have any urge to um you know, do a massive thing tearing down feminism or anything of of that nature. So, um, no, it doesn't really... And I think if you go near the edge of it, there's quite a lot of excitement from just dabbling, you know. But generally, when I think back, um, when we started out as comics and it was all about, you know, no sexism, no racism, I did a few mainstream clubs in Birmingham and some of the material I was hearing was... I mean, it was really shocking yeah. stuff. And I'm I'm glad that's been wiped out. Just, just, oh, I was just going to quickly ask yeah. you about the Cricket World Cup. That's another one of your loves. I mean, yeah. What about Buzz? You, you managed to get him you into got, cricket. You got him He's a bit young. Well, he, fan? He plays, uh, he plays cricket <laughs> uh, Sunday mornings. Mm, um, that's good. You know what? He started, a lot of them can't bowl at that age. And he started pinging a few in on middle stomp. And I'm Ooh. thinking, oi, oi. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And he's got this shock of ginger curl, so he looks like like Bob Willis coming in <laughs> from the Vauxhall line in. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to get him into that. I've got a few. I've got tickets for England Australia at Lords, and yeah, I've got uh, Edgebaston. I've good. got a thing. Did you I'm, have a- I'm at one hundred percent convinced that we will win the World Cup. I don't have any doubts about it. Good. Yeah, well, they're in pretty good shape going into it. So, Frank, we can see you uh, Friday the fourteenth of June, Thursday fourth of July, Leicester Square Theatre. And also in Edinburgh at the Gordon Aikman Theatre, and then you're going on, you're going on tour, aren't you? All over the country. The place. Yeah, that's right. So uh, go, go I'm available. From, that's the you general are, that's message. Right, from Ipswich, uh, well, blimey, okay, right through to uh, December uh, in Jersey. So there's loads and loads of dates to go and check out Frank's uh, new show. Um, don't mention Ipswich. I don't want the thought of those teams that used to be big top flight <laughs> sides who've disappeared into <clears throat> obscurity. Well, well, Torquay, though, our producer, yeah. very big Torquay fan. Respect. Twenty seventh of November. Yeah, that's okay. it. Be there. Well, that's, that's when yeah. West Brom's playing them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's come to this. Good to see you, Frank. That's great. Always yeah. great to see you. And we'll, guys. Hopefully, we'll see you up in Edinburgh. We're going to be up there, so we'll, we'll come up and see you. Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've been joined in the uh, studio uh, 
uh, by uh, uh, Charlie. Is, uh, he has an incredible story, does uh, Charlie Fogarty, uh, MBE. Charlie, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. And you. Thank you for having me. Charlie, um, you can tell us uh, your story. You were a young lad, um, good footballer, um, yeah. looking ahead to a professional career, and, and you were involved in a, in a car accident, weren't you? You were hit by a car. I was, yes. And uh, at that, that stage, you were in a coma for a long time. You were touch and go. You are in a very bad way. Yeah. Um, but you have rebuilt your life fairly spectacularly, really, and become a, a, an inspiration to a lot of people. So, I mean, I'm sure it's been a, a long road back for you. Yeah, I mean, ever since 17th of March 2012, a day me nor my family will ever forget... And that was the day my life changed. I left the house to meet my mate in Solihull and didn't return for whew, good six months. Wow, wow. Yeah. What do you, I mean, do you, what do you remember of that was kind of coming round and, uh, and just uh, you know, knowing how bad you'd been? Was it your family who tell you how, how, how um, seriously well, you'd been? My first memory after the accident was when I was in the ambulance from the Children's Hospital in Birmingham heading towards Surrey mm. in, in Tadworth. And um, all I did, for some reason, was I waved at my mum in the ambulance with me. I was tied down to a bed, mm. lying on my back, I couldn't move my legs for some reason, and I had tubes going up my nose. But for some reason, and I can't tell you what it was, I didn't pull them tubes out of my nose, mm. probably because I didn't have use of my arms. But it was, I just waved at my mum, and it was at that moment I kind of just accepted what I had that I'd being in some sort of accident and I was ill and I knew I had to get better. Yeah. And wow, I mean not just mm. that. You've I mean <clears throat> you you've you've stayed involved in football, haven't you, through Solly Hole Moors. You've yeah. been a kind of driving force of a of a team they have at the club along with your your dad and uh it's been amazing. I mean you obviously were very determined. Once you started to get better, did you think I wanna play football again? Yeah, but it wasn't just that, it was I wanted to play football at the highest level possible mm. because I've been involved in sports all my life and so has my dad, who is now the sporting director at Tully Yeah. And so, because we've both been involved in sports for most of our lives, I knew what you, what is needed to play at the top level. And so when I started making strides towards getting better, I knew that still wasn't good enough. No matter how much anyone would say, well done, you're doing brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, thank you. And I would take that as it was then. But inside my head, I knew like, it still isn't where I want to be. Mm. And are you getting there now, Charlie? You started a, you, I mean, you're kind of representing your country, you're, you're yeah. coaching, you're playing. So, I mean, are you starting to feel like you're getting where you want to be standards-wise with your football? 
Hopefully, I've played in two World Cups and won European Championships. My goal is to play in five World Cups (laughs) and three European Championships. Wow. So I won't be happy until I've done that. And how old are you now, Charlie? 23 today. 23. Oh, oh today. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I've got to ask you about your top. It says, I can keep my eyes on as good as these beats. I can see Sir Stanley Matthews. What does yeah. it say on the bottom? Coaching Foundation. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So what, yeah. what's that exactly? Um, on the 24th of April this year, I got invited to meet up with another ambassador from the Sir Stanley Matthews foundation and he talked to me about what they do how they help others and since my injury i've loved helping others and so i was very keen to get involved and today we did a bit of work at the children's trust in tadworth where i spent a good six months of my rehab getting better and it felt good to give back to the trust. And so I'm now officially an ambassador for the Sir Stanley Matthews. And long may my ambassadorial roles continue. Absolutely. It's, it's the it start of, uh, of Brain Injury Week, as you say. And uh, with I think you're, you're living proof that with rehab and the advances in rehab from brain injury, that, that people can put their lives back together after an accident or an illness where they've had a brain injury. Yeah. I mean, first of all, thank you for saying that I'm living proof. But um, I found that professional athletes, and especially especially athletes at a high level, have this inner self-belief and determination to that helps me get better mm. and I needed that at times when I wouldn't could hardly get over the stairs I remember the first time I got home visits went home and I wanted to go upstairs to my own bedroom so my parents had to literally drag me over the stairs that night and I came down the next morning on my bum so right, right. But so you're now, so determined. Your parents must be incredibly proud of what you've achieved. I can see them there. I'm sure, I'm sure they are. Yeah, yeah. But I know they are. And you're now going to schools and different places and, and you, you yeah. talk to people and say, you know, to hopefully inspire them and realise that, that these yeah. kind of setbacks in life can be can be overcome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I go into different, mostly football clubs, as I work on behalf of the LFE. Hmm. League Football Education. I do schools, both primary and secondary. I speak to hospitals, businesses, conferences, and I've spoke to a few charities, which I do not charge for. And your is your rehab still ongoing, Charlie? You still you still Definitely. attending rehab on that? You're, yeah, you're still working. working well, I I haven't done for a long time, but. In July, I'm going, for three weeks, I'm going to live in West Berkshire. Right. Which is where the injured jockeys go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And because I'm, I walk while you saw me enter the room, and you would say I walk 
okay, mm-hmm. but okay isn't good enough for where I want to be. Okay isn't going to get me to win the World Cup with Northern Ireland. Okay is okay. Yeah. I want to be great. Brilliant. Good stuff, Charlie. Well, look, you are an inspiration. And, uh, and Thank clearly you very the, much. The, the country thought that because they gave you an MBE for the work you're doing. So I hope the rehab continues to go well and, and you get those uh, five World Cups, three European Championships. Yeah. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. It's, uh, it's fantastic. So lovely to see you. Uh, the Children's Trust are highlighting uh, the incredible work that can be done with rehab. It's Action for Brain Injury Week. Uh, go and check out their website for all the information. Thanks for coming in, Charlie. All the best. Thank you, you, you. Still, who do, are you? I mean, you, you were at Birmingham. Do you, is there a football team you follow? Is there a, a team you support? Well, I support Manchester United. Right. Because I followed my dad. Okay. In supporting them. And, um, but now, because of my work with the LFA and going around all different football clubs, I've kind of grown to like all football clubs. Yeah. Bar Liverpool and Man City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all going to be tribal. Sorry, yeah. Oliver's doing pretty well as oh, well. Oh, they're doing very well. The doing brilliantly at the moment. So, they yeah. are on the rise. Yeah, yeah. And I wish them every success in the future. Absolutely. I've told the manager, Tim Flowers, time and again, I'm here whenever you need me. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Charlie. All the best. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Charlie Fogarty there at MBE. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Don't ask me to leave it out. Here we go then. Five questions based on last week's shows. Andy, Graham Fowler was in talking oh, yeah. about his new book, Mind Over. Now, think about it. It's a play on words. on Batter. Cri- mind, exactly. Mind <laughs> Over. Just, yeah. Uh, I was going to say Matt. Ken Doherty joined a snooker legend. He's uh, built up a bit of a bromance with whom? Oh, uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, that's right. He's going well. Mick Hennessy, the boxing promoter, joined us in the studio. His son is having his first fight. What's his name, his son? Oh, I'm going to go Mick Jr. He's Michael Jr., but I will give you that. Oh, hello. (laughs) Hello. Uh, Joe and Martin came in. One was from IBM. One was a football club who'd been working with them on artificial intelligence. What was was the football club? Oh, uh, not Dagenham. It was one of those, like... This is so annoying. Uh, I've set this one well. Set this one well. No, No, five. It was Leatherhead. Oh, Leatherhead. Remember Chris Kelly and all that? We went back to that. And the good people at Whistlepunks joined us. Jules from Whistlepunks. What sport uh, are they involved in? Uh, I don't even remember that. Axe throwing. Oh, yeah, that was, a, lot. That was like a whole we week ago. Do me a favour. Well, that's, that's the idea of it, though. It's a week's worth of shit. That was a whole week ago. We'll leave it there. No, uh, it's the- hopeless. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. A bit of a bumper one today. We hope you enjoyed that. The, uh, the band The Heavy join us uh, tomorrow in the studio. Until then, have a fine evening, and we'll catch up with you then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.